so um you uh, uh when was the last time you were in maryland uh dang year and a half ago two years ago yeah weird for anything special. weird was that was that my birthday one i came back for my birthday which and, time the when we met y'all in the bar or yeah um, yeah 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 i think that was the last time that was two years ago wow can you believe well a year and a half year and a half but yeah crazy yeah that and that's actually uh i don't want to like jump ahead but i i referenced that like when i was like went back home and in our one of our records i said went back home it's like the streets it's, it's like everything has changed because it, it's it's so different in baltimore like i've been out here for a long time so things change fast yeah 100 percent. and then after the past year of course everything's yeah we've been wilder of course so yeah it's it, um yeah it's definitely interesting do you have any plans on uh coming home anytime soon yeah um i want to get back before the end of the year i got a lot of travel plans i'm sure everybody like everybody like has all these plans and like, i can't wait to get out the house i got the vaccine so like i'm ready like let's go uh which one which one did you get I got that Johnson. I was in. in <laughs> oh my! You, I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? Well, my wife calls it the one shot Johnson. <laughs> oh my! Wow. Yeah, because you you know one shot, boom, you're done. Wow. Johnson and Johnson. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, I got I got my second hit of Moderna last Monday, so I'm either waiting for the uh, for the mutation or I'm about to uh, freely move about the country like Southwest. Uh, one of the two, um, but yeah, I'm ready to move and shake. Uh, are you, uh, brother, brother John? Are you a um, are you getting in line for the vaccine? Are you, uh, I'm you good, I'm, I'm vaccinated, I've been vaccinated for about almost a month now. I got the Moderna as well, so I'm ready to hit the road again. Ah, you, you're a gigger, so yeah, that's yeah, we can get into that, man. Um, this should be an interesting show. Um, I'll just say before we start, uh, shout out to E Major and his uh, one shot Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Weird Buffy Podcast. We're built for comfort and not for speed. Yeah, it's the Wiz Buffy podcast where we're built for comfort. God, God damn, damn. and not see. I'm watching the fuck. Oh, late. Yo, I didn't even get my sh- the the lights on. Nothing. Hey, oh, well, before you get yourself together, I got you. Okay, hold on. Either way, man, I am Ilfam790, your social media choice, a.k.a. Non Edison Podcast, and a.k.a. Captain Bro Albano, Brew Diamond Phillips, Ficky the Dragon, Steamboat, Pod Champagne, God's Favorite Podcast, The Potty Potty Piper. I'm here to podcast, Chew Bubblegum, and I'm all out of Dentine Nice, a.k.a. Cactus Jack, the Hennessy Volunteer. 
And I've got a couple of faces that uh, one you make guy you haven't seen before on this podcast. Last time he was on, we didn't have visuals. And another gentleman we've never had on the podcast, uh, E Major John Lane. What's good? What up? Yo, what's going on, guys? So, so E, I, I, I'm not gonna put any kind of pressure on you to give you, you know, what I mean, all any kind of AKAs or whatever. But what? Um, first of all, how can folks get at you? Where where do they know you from? Have they mm. they've heard our voices together somewhere? From what I understand, um, let niggas know who you are, who you, you know what I mean, what you do. Yeah, so e e to the major on all the platforms, uh, spelled out e to the major. Uh, yeah, and uh, been rapping for a long ass time. I also produce, but uh, this was really great. This project, uh, working with one producer, it was awesome. Working with John, um, we got the the new project out. Fun times in Baltimore, uh, everywhere you can stream it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm 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 heavy on uh, Instagram more than the other platforms. So hit me up on there, brother Joe. I am at John Lang, J O N L A I N E. Uh, drummer, music producer, teacher, father, husband, brother-in-law, son-in-law, son, all that. Um, been mainly, uh, <laughs> uh, been mainly just staying in the house uh, and not really on social media very much, to be honest with you. So, um, my wife and I just had our second child uh, a couple of months ago. So, uh, I've just been. Uh, stay at home dad but you can find me on social media same name twitter instagram mostly on twitter than instagram well, look at that that's cool a little little facebook thing pops up at the bottom that's that's nice yeah <laughs> and my tag team partner one eight five four math at math damon shout out to the warriors <laughs> So this is like the Brady Bunch, right? Do I get to say hat size equator? No, no, wait up. This is this is a scully bitch. (laughs) Yo, I already know um brother E Mage is going to egregiously call niggas by their first names tonight. I can still fight. I can still fight, son. <laughs> no, I, I don't mess with you. Too, you got too much time in the gym. I'm not messing with you. <laughs> so, that's like this. That's the scouting report on Cuz though. Cuz like, yo, nah, I'm not messing with you. I'm not messing with your cousin. She's gonna hundred miles every day and right, don't eat. Sure. No, he don't eat nothing but paper. So yeah, that's that's the scouting report. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're I'm drinking I'm in the middle of the day. Drama, What's that? It's it's, it's so early where you are. I know, but you know. I'm, I'm I'm talking to you guys. I'm getting a drink. It's apropos. It is. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm dry this month, so you know what I mean. It's amazing. This is new. Uh, this is Bud Light Clear. Some new stuff. John, you got something too? <laughs> yeah, I got um, bourbon and uh, like this uh, this apple cherry almond um, simple syrup. Where where are you? Where are you located? <laughs> I'm. Not- <laughs> He's like, where do you get that shit at? I'm in Maryland right now. This is, this is oh, my so, okay. Oh, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you with a drink. Plus, you got some yeah. new additions. I'm 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 amazed that that's the only cup you got. But it's yeah, 100%. <laughs> but you, you you heard the bass though. The bass was very serious. He had a cup that it looked like he may or may not have made himself. Um, no <laughs> however, <laughs> his bass was bourbon. 
Right. You knew he wasn't playing. You knew he wasn't playing. Oh, I'm a Scotch guy. Originally, I'm a Scotch guy, but it has ah, so you... for now. So, uh -huh. very, very heavy, uh, 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 grown man stuff. I'm a yeah. beer guy today because I'm, I'm, I'm in for marathon drinking. I got to make it to the end of WrestleMania. Um, right. Pardon me. I'm sorry. Did you say something? No, but I wasn't paying attention. Either. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was somewhere else. I was somewhere else for a second. What's good? That's that's fine. Now we were sitting here talking about drinking and uh, it being a marathon today and not a sprint. No, so it's I'm, always a sprint. Nah, I'm not sprinting, So y'all came here to for business. This is this y'all. You know, when I say business, I I know we have a project. To, to discuss, I'm talking about businesses in where's Buffy business, which is getting to the bottom of the bottle. Yeah. Huh? Oh, well, pull me out real quick, Paul. Outstanding. <laughs> this nigga here. All right, man. Um, so <laughs> shout out to Creek, man. 100%. Definitely not, a, definitely not a sprint today. We got to make it to the end of the night, man. Um, I guess let's let's start with the project. If um, if if we had to open the uh, Wikipedia page on the project, what, how would you? What, what would it say? What would it read? Uh, I don't know. What do you, what do you got, John? You know, this is um, it, it was a project that E likes to say was three years in the making, but I say it was longer, hmm. only because we've been wanting to work together for um, a long time on a singular project. He uh, he laced an album of mine back in 2011. Um, but even before that, you know, he and I uh, have met on, on the stage. Uh, he came and performed at a, the DC Loves Dilla event that I was music director and founder of. And I always just enjoyed, you know, his musicality. So, um, if I had to put this project on Wikipedia, I would say this is just a prerequisite of what's to come between he and I. Hey. Yeah, uh, uh, John actually put me on like one of my most, my favorite memories of doing music, which was that uh, XM radio when we did that. That was fantastic. It was, a, it was a Dilla event, but that year they did it like inside uh serious xm and like dilla's mom was there pete rock was there i was in the green room with talib kwali yeah he quality was like chopping it up with kev and i was like man this is like this is amazing it was just yeah. awesome yeah. uh and that was that's like yeah and, and and so like for no reason john saw me perform at the, the baltimore dealer thing and then was like well, come do the DC one. We had no affiliation at that point. So I was like, so appreciative of that. And the DC ones, I mean, the Baltimore was always so fun, but the DC ones uh, always attracted, like, I mean, I'm sure it's because of you, John, attracted big names and like, it was so fun. And uh, and like, I love rocking with a band. It was always so fun to do. And, uh, and like John said, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy we finally got to put this together. Look, Earl started doing shit because he thought I was gonna ramble on for a half. <laughs> nah, I'm trying to trying to clear my space, get my feng shui right because everything I've done in this station the last couple of days has been it started it started right, but it ended in violence because 
I've been doing some elbow bending. Um, I'll see the project, and um, I don't know if it was before we got on or what. Um, but we talked about you guys having a uh, very uh, similar, I guess, style, like in-game style-wise. Like you guys meet at the same place as far as what you guys like in the sound um, that you guys are into. Um, this is the first uh, a new project since Bubba Hotep or no? Am I, am I wrong? Yeah. The, uh, the, the last one I did was actually just more of like a collection of of, of songs that weren't anywhere else that's like that i called shoebox and then not but yeah, that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't new stuff though cuz it wasn't that's nothing new on it yeah exactly that's what i'm saying so that was but that was like stuff that people couldn't get anywhere else so i put that that was like last year but then yeah you're correct like prior to that was bubble hotel yeah which i came on the, the show for oh hold up pardon me, pardon me bubble i gotta pull up you came here you said you came for business uh oh. <laughs> this is we all we all about you business. said that. Don't put words in my mouth. You yeah. agreed when I asked you. You said yeah. Hey so, cuz so uh before you got on, uh just letting you know, we are all uh uh all with all with uh strong with the backs. We all vaxxed up, right? Oh yep. we all vaxxed. Yep, yeah. Um you know what I'm saying? Brother John got the Moderna like myself, and apparently <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. OE OE over here got the uh the one shot Johnson, as he called it. <laughs> <laughs> so you 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 took mm. the Johnson. Oh. <laughs> oh took a little prick. Yeah. You took you took it where? In the back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yo, you Yo. gotta relax. <laughs> this is what they do in Cali. It's getting worse the more that we talk about it. I know. I, mean, I knew I should. I, I knew this was the wrong venue to make that joke. It is. <laughs> oh, it's a perfect place. It's a perfect place to make that joke. He got a, a little prick that he called the one shot Johnson. Um, <laughs> Yo, so real, real talk. The 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 transition in your music. It, it, it's moving into a space is that is it from age that your your taste is changing and it's getting more refined or what because it doesn't sound like what i remember bubba hotep sounding like but that yeah that was just two, like two years ago or whatever it was yeah. but no i think it's just john bringing his musicality to it because like i i've always liked more you know i've always come from you know the the native tongues and uh you know the most depths and uh the roots and all that you know like that's the sound i've always loved uh, so i like complex uh social production um and i think john just like naturally does it so like honestly there, there wasn't much i was doing as far as like pushing and saying like do this do that i just like would lay down vocals and give them to john and then and like he like truly crafted the song around the vocals, which is just amazing. So, so my question, um, I, I hope you'll finish. I didn't mean to cut you off, e, but John, your, your last project for those that's not familiar, I'm not as familiar uh, because this is this is my brother here, so I know the majority of the shit that he's doing. But what was the last project that you were working on? Uh, it was my, it was a solo uh, beat tape. Uh, that was named after me. 
Um, it's, it's called Lane, L-A-I-N-E. And I named it after myself because it's the 10th beat tape that I put out since about 2001. Mm. And so I wanted it to be a very special, uh, I wanted it to be special in a way for myself. And that came out in um, uh, September of 2019. And it's like 39 instrumentals. It's on Spotify, it's on Apple Music. Uh, but, you know, E will tell you my biggest influence musically there's a lot of there's a lot of people that have influenced me, but no one's influenced me more than Jay Dilla, and so I I, I like to uh, I like to show my inspiration and my influence by not I mean I guess a lot of people would say that I'm 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 flossing or copping, but it was just my way of giving back <clears throat> since he passed away, um, of just showing my uh, um, my respect towards him. And so I've just been putting out beat tapes for like the last 20 years, essentially. And um, each one has had some sort of honorary distinction to Jay Dilla. So that was the last one I put out. And, you know, 2020 was what it was. And it affected a lot of Never us, happened. including myself. So I felt like two, 2020 was a time for me to just sort of sit back and just reflect on everything that's going on so that I can really put in the time to put out my next project, which was Fun Times in Baltimore. So hmm. how 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 did you guys connect? Well, before I get into that, can I just say like... No. To, <laughs> <laughs> to John's point, like I think there's a lot of people that they get it because Dilla just brought just such a unique sound to the culture that a lot, there are those that co-op his sound, Facts. But, then, but then there are true artists like John that are influenced by, but they can't help but inject their own personality into the music. And I think that that's what every artist does, whether you're looking at like filmmakers or beat makers or rappers, like, you know, when you hear like when I when I first heard that like Eminem was inspired by uh, Tretch from Naughty by Nature, I'm like, oh, of course he was. Yeah. But I never thought of it because he brought his own thing to it. Right. Uh, and that's that's what I think John does. I don't I don't like when you hear Fun Times. I don't think you hear a Jay Dilla album. Like I don't think you hear anybody trying to do Jay Dilla. But I think the essence of him, me and him both, like coming from that that aesthetic is there without it sounding like a, a cop. Right. Yo, so, so like being mm-hmm. being like that in, in, in that space, that's kind of the the music you've made, you know, throughout is 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 it leans that way. Um it backpacky backpacky mm-hmm. without being an insult because my backpack that's is an full. insult. It's not not for me. It, it definitely you said, not you said he would uh, big Timberlands and chew tastics. No, I didn't say that at all. I don't think. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, I'm just reverting back to the photos I, I see to this thing. Outstanding. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Early, early E. <laughs> but like, it's kind of um, I guess it's it's always easy to kind of go back to your comfort zone, almost like like soul food. Like you, you always want to like yeah. you know you try different stuff, but at the end of the day, you'll come back. 
and get that same sustenance. Now, you hear that in the project, but I also heard some stuff, E, that you were doing different. Um, you did some st stuff with some different, like, vocal filters and, and kind of punching up your audio. You sounded a bit different here while sounding the same. Was that the intent? No, but I think there was, John, correct me if I'm wrong, there was probably a couple times where I said, oh, we'll try to do this, like, like pitch down the vocal or whatever on this line. Yeah. Yep. But there was, a, but a lot of that is John, like, and that's what I think is really uh, fulfilling about working with like one producer is that they bring their personality to it and their ideas and they can take your strengths and play to them and like make it happen. Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> hey, listen, you keep messing with fam. You're going to have you twisted by the end of the episode. I got a I got a whole day ahead of me. I'm on the West Coast. Bro. Oh, that's right. You're on the West Coast. <laughs> no, no, you came in here with a, a whole Moscow mule. Hey yo, see, see. <laughs> bullshit. Don't do that. Not here. Don't do that here. So <laughs> when did you get fronts? I've had them forever. Oh, I never I don't think I've ever seen you wear those. You uh -uh. haven't paid attention. Uh -uh. You don't well, look at me no more. <laughs> Hey, y'all niggas want to be alone with me. I don't know what right. going on. Um, <laughs> you don't look at me like you used to. I hate, I hate it. it. I hate it here. I completely hate it here. Um, that being said, in um in 2020-2021, it's a, it's a really interesting uh era to drop music in, in that music is so currently disposable. Hmm. Um. The people listen and hold on and attach to music for a week or so, and then they wait for midnight on Friday to either mm. crown the next classic or call an album trash. Mm. Does is that intimidating in any way to someone like releasing music that isn't quite uh, you're not following any trends with the music? Mm. So, so does that does that like I guess push the way you value the music any more or less. Not for me. Uh, you know, I, I learned early on that um, you put music out to satisfy yourself and not necessarily satisfy everybody. Um, and the people who will follow you and the people who will listen to your music will just follow you and listen to your music. Not, not a lot of people listen to my last album, but it was an album that was severely um thought of and it might seem weird to the common consumer but that's not why i make music i don't make music for the common consumer just like andre 3000 doesn't rap for the common rap listener you know what i mean so um as long as i'm happy with it and there are people even if it's one or two people that like it that's that's just me though if you want to follow suit and you want you want a majority of the consumers to like it you kind of have to follow a path or you have to follow a plan or you got to follow a strategy. And that becomes really um, strenuous. You, you can stress yourself out that way. You can build up an amazing amount of anxiety that way, especially if you don't have label support and you're doing it on your own. Um, so I don't, I don't necessarily do it uh, to get, you know, a certain um, rapport from certain people. Uh, because I know that there's going to be people out there that, that will enjoy it. So I'd make it for them. And then I kind of depend on those people to, who enjoy it to pass it on 
to their friends to say, yo, you, you feel what I'm listening to, so why don't you listen to this? And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So, but that's me though. Yeah, yeah, that's you. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's a level-headed producer answer. Like, as a rapper, like, we are attention whores, right? Like, you don't think? You don't no. think people get into rapping because they they have something, they need to communicate with people, they need to have a feedback loop of some kind? Like, I, I can't help it. I have anxiety about it. Like, because uh, I care, like all my whole career, it's not that I ever wanted to play to a sound or anything. I'm always gonna do what I love, but I think it's important for me to, for people to hear it. And I do get anxiety and I do stress about that a little bit. And that's why I like, I'm like, been on social media every day this week. <laughs> Yo, I'm coming through, coming through where? <laughs> my, my, see, I, 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 I'm, I'm just speaking from, from myself. I know who I was speaking to, mm. and once, I guess I don't know if that's attention, but once they say, "Yo, it's dope," just like right. he's saying, like, "Yo, this is dope." Mm -hmm. I'm gonna listen to this, and as long as this, this amount, this circle, this, right. these people here say that that's dope, I'm, I'm with them. I'm I'm not worried about the rest of the people, so I don't I don't. No, I don't I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I know that my tribe is out there, and I want to find them. You know what I mean? Like, like I I see that certain artists do have, uh, huh? You know, certain artists do have a following that makes similar music to me, and I'm like, well, well, I just want to grab those people because they clearly like what I like. Yeah. Yeah, so we have a, a question on the screen. Says that's, that's cool. Question. Do you feel like it's a waste of money? Shout out to Cuz. What? Like what John's answer or my answer? I, I'm I'm assuming I'm assuming John's um because she's saying you're spending the resources, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. and the time to, to make this project, um, not seeing returns on it. Um I guess not seeing uh, enough return of compensation on it may seem like a, a waste of money to folks. Mm. Um, uh, it's a waste of money if you if 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 you have an expectancy of what you want that project to do. Like if I wanted my last project to have five thousand streams in the first month, and it only did two hundred, then I might seem like it is a waste of money. But I went into it thinking there are only going to be a select few Dilla heads or Pete Rock heads who are going to listen to this album and really appreciate it or put it on rotation. Um, I'm not going to get a tremendous amount of females listening to this album. Uh, so there's going to be a certain demographic. So I think if you go into it thinking and you have this expect this expectancy and it doesn't turn out that way, then maybe it is a waste of money for you. But for me, uh, I didn't see it that way. Yeah, I, I, I never see it as a waste of money. Uh, I mean, you know, and I've had projects that that, that get some legs to them. But, uh, yeah, I think for me it's like I know when I got joints. Like, I got jams that people, if they heard them, you know, it's, it, it, they would go. Um, I, I know there's a couple tracks on this project 
that I'm like, if we, you know, if they get the right, if they get the right push, they're gonna, they'll go. So uh, why not? Like I'm, I'm always in, I'm always, you know, I, I come from that backpack rap ass rapper world too, right? So there's always that push and pull of like, like, do I give a shit or not? But like, I think as, as a rapper, I do want people to hear what I have to say. Cool. So now the gigging economy, right? Um, took a huge hit with COVID and lockdowns and whatnot. Um, we talked about all being vaxxed. Um, John, you gig, right? Uh, I will be again now. <laughs> this year I will be. I wasn't so, gigging. I was rarely gigging last year. What was that transition like? What was, um, I guess, uh, what was, was the it, beginning of it when niggas found out just like things is about to be shut down? And then how was that? Uh, you know, what was the withdrawal? Like everybody loves that, that, that instant feedback of a crowd. Um, you know what I'm saying? And, and how was it kind of adjusting to all of that? Yeah, it was, um, it was not easy. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It was, uh, it was a situation where I was out and about doing about 200 dates a year. Wow. And, um, I went from doing 200 dates to doing, maybe two dozen dates. Wow. So obviously the conversation with the wife had to happen about, you know, bringing in my share of the income and that not happening and trying to find other ends, um, which was really rough because of the whole teaching situation as well. So um, luckily my wife is, uh, was able to work from home. So she was able to keep, keep her income without having to go into the office. So we were, we were able to keep the money flowing in. And then we decided to move out of our townhouse and move in with her parents to save okay. money because we're saving up to buy a house. So it all ended up working out in the end. But for me, mentally, it was extremely difficult because I'm a full-time musician. Mm -hmm. This is almost everything that I know. I mean, I can do other things. Like I can bag groceries. I could probably be a barista and make a a chai latte or some shit like that. But um, ultimately I want to do what makes me happy and I had to find other means. So with the absence of touring, I had to build a studio in my in-laws basement and I had to start recording drums and I had to continue to make music. But again, finding the motivation to do that was very, very difficult just because my motivation comes from going out and seeing other bands and just traveling the world and playing all the time. And when that happened, I tried to keep a level head. I tried not to freak out. I tried, I tried not to, you know, let my family see, see me down. Um, and I just tried to focus my attention on being a dad. So that's what I did. I, I just focused my attention and I said, I'm just gonna be a dad for a year until I'm ready to start traveling again. And luckily there, there have been some other gigs that popped up. Um, I, I, I play full-time with, uh, MC, um, and producer Odyssey. So he had a, about six, six hits last year that we were able to do despite everything going on. I also play with a wedding band. Um, even though a majority of those got canceled, we had about half a dozen, um, last year as well. But 
the toughest part was dealing with it mentally and knowing how to keep your motivation. Um, I usually go down to the basement when everybody's asleep and I'm in the basement from like 10 p.m. until 4 a.m. just working on music or listening to music. And that got done real quick. That got done with the quickness. I couldn't, I had no motivation to do it. And I was going to bed at like 10 p.m., waking up at seven, having no motivation. But again, it's just all about having to find find your happiness. And it was a, it was slow coming, but it finally came back. And now that the gigs are starting to pick back up, it's almost like you're rejuvenated again and you're reincarnated again. So that's how that's how I've been able to deal with it. So do you feel like the, the, how, how, how do you guys feel in general? And this is for, for everybody. How do you feel like quarantine music was like the, the, the year that we got this last year of music we got did, um, did you guys have expectations on what music was going to be once we got in the house and then did music either live up to match or exceed what you expected? I, I really enjoyed it. Like it's, so I, I've been working from home myself. Hold on. I left my uh, drink up on the counter over there. But cheers. Um, you know, I mean Joe's gonna throw up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, like some some of the stuff was really great. Like seeing some of my buddies that like I I've realized I'm known a million DJs now. <laughs> like I've always known that, but like I really realized that when everybody's live, constantly. new DJs, new DJs or DJ DJs, DJ DJs. I'm old, man. DJ DJs. I know you're old, but I just <laughs> <laughs> want to know. Okay, cool. Um, you know, and so seeing, watching them from the comfort of your own home is kind of fun sometimes. I like, I liked um, some Shout of the out impulse. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and you know, I like 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 that Raekwon Ghostface versus was so fun to watch stuff like that. Like we just never got that stuff before. Um, I was definitely consuming a lot of music, like you know, working away at my computer, listening. I just listened to a lot of stuff over the years, so it's been great, man. I, I actually really enjoyed it. But uh, and making music has been fun too, because I like I'm not commuting now. I got two hours a day back in my life where. Like I'm just that just becomes create creative time. So have you have have you been listening to hip hop? Yeah. Either one of you. I have, yeah. What? So I've I've gone back, I've i actually did a lot of like listening to older stuff. I, I got <laughs> I finally watched that Hulu Wu Tang series. <laughs> mm, shout out to Dave. Which was like, yeah, it was it was all right. But then at the same time I was watching the there was like a documentary i was just like in woo world for a while like i was and then so all i did was listen to wu-tang <laughs> big tims yeah <laughs> big. <laughs> big. uh no but uh you know i listened to i listened to a range of things like the newer stuff i i know you guys uh uh, uh like check for that all that griselda stuff but i just can't get into it but it's uh, a hard listen yeah, um, you, you, I don't know. Do you guys know this guy called Coda the Friend? I've been listening to him a lot. No, uh, he's a young guy. Uh, I don't know exactly where he's from. I want to say he's from New York, but he has kind of like a soulful meets old school meets new school 
all mixed together. And he did he actually did a whole album with Static Selector. Hmm. But but he'll have joints that are like that sound more new. Anyway, I don't know why I'm promoting other artists on your podcast, but no, no, it's it's, it's good. It's always it's good. good to put folks it's on. A, the last movie. time you came on, you put niggas on to something uh uber obscure. I think it was Glizzy the Squirrel God. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> Glizzy Eater. Glizzy, whoa, whoa, whoa. Glizzy Eater. Oh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? The Beaver God. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, all right, now, nah, because I don't want to, I, I don't, I, I want to make sure. Um, is fun times in Baltimore. First of all, back around. I was getting, yeah, I was yeah. getting back to it. That's why I asked him. I'm sorry. Yeah. Proceed. Okay. No, no. But um, I guess where did you get the title? Why that title? And the um, the drops you guys had in the guy singing about North Avenue, which was amazing. Um, I, I want to find oh. out where that's from too, because I, <laughs> I actually don't know. But was it North Avenue or Greenmount? I'm sorry, Greenmount. Um, Greenmount. Greenmount. It was Greenmount, but it was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, um, uh, and 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 I threw, I was throwing a bunch of really terrible titles at John, and he was just shooting them all down. And then I don't know, I just was like, well, you got that skit in there. Why don't we use that as a title? And he was like, boom, that's what it is. But you can enlighten them on the the rest of it. Yeah, you know. Um, when you when you go down the rabbit hole, YouTube is a is a phenomenal thing, and uh, I'm a stickler for any vintage, any vintage stuff from like the '80s and '90s. So sometimes, if I'm looking for samples, I'll find myself looking at commercials from the from the '80s hmm. and just reminiscing on my childhood. And um, I just happened to be looking for a uh, a couple of like drops from some vintage. Baltimore documentaries and I just happened upon this dude who was driving a bus and he was just going down Greenmont Avenue talking about how crappy it is <laughs> he, that's Captain Chesapeake like the 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 quote, the quote <laughs> yeah, where you he, stupid uh, they had a Captain Chesapeake doc that came on that was today Captain too. Chesapeake. Oh. you stupid oh, my boy bad, crew members my bad, good. the quote the quote where he's talking about the dude uh the dude who might have stolen something, he actually like <clears throat> pans the camera towards this dude who's running out of a liquor store <laughs> in broad daylight. It's Baltimore, man. He pans the phone over. There's like a there's like an abandoned payphone over here. There's like a crack deal going on in the corner and stuff. Um, but then, like you know, when you're searching on YouTube and you have all the suggested stuff over on the right hand side, they actually have a video where they're trying to it's a it's a it's a game and they put up different slides of different parts of the hood and they try to make you guess whether it's baltimore or detroit <laughs> and so at the end of that skit he says we're almost detroit we're almost detroit yeah. i was like that's, that's it boom that's that the was, i cried when i heard yeah. it. it was very funny so is the guy john let me ask you because i this is this is funny the first time i got to ask him this is the guy in the clip a white dude I think he is. He never shows his face, but I think he, he kind is. of he sounds like a white guy. Yeah. And I was wondering, like, is this yeah. racist? Is this <laughs> <laughs> like it kind of feels like it's coming from me. <laughs> no, no. It's not wrong, though. It's not uh, wrong. To, the answer to the question is yes. The whole, yes. <laughs> <laughs> However, 
Earl's been trying to cancel me for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not you. Just white not people. Just <laughs> white people. <laughs> the dude on there, the dude on that floor, he was like, it's probably a crack deal. He probably still. Yeah, right, right, right. right. That guy, yeah, he probably. Right, right. Right. That's what I'm saying. And it feels like the skit is coming from us or maybe in particular me. Now, I'm not going to lie. I used to work at Hopkins, and I used to drive that route. So it's oh, wow. real as shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, damn. Am I racist? And Oh, man. Yeah. Oof, no, that, that skit's amazing. I can't wait to um, look at that video when we're done. I kind of thought uh, Fun Times in Baltimore was going to have some basis in the uh, – that episode of uh, Redacted, um, the Cosby Show, mm. right? When the big times in Baltimore, um, you know, the Clarks, Huxtable, and, and, and Vanessa and her friends went down to see the rock band. I don't the know what he's watching. Yeah, the Wretched. They're going down to see mm. the Wretched in Baltimore. Really? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were raised by television. We were raised by television and the same people. So, um. It is what it is, but I, I, I don't. Is there any first? Of all, is there any basis in that in the title? Well, for me, like when he was, when we were talking about it, and he was shooting down all all the really terrible ideas I had. Once I landed on that, like hearing the um, hearing the skit and being like, well, maybe this is a title. It made sense to me because, yeah, I have that that kind of like. I feel like if you live in Baltimore and you love Baltimore, you also recognize how fucked up it is, and you're constantly going like, "That's the fun." Crack yeah, it's kind of the it's kind of great. You like you like talk about the rats and like the crackheads on the lean and like all that shit, right? And and like so, it kind of made sense. The fun times is is like uh, it's like an ironic way of saying, "Oh, fun times in Baltimore," because like I feel like most people they they're like no one goes like. Hey, I'm going on vacation to Baltimore to get stuck up. You know, like that's what's going to happen, probably. <laughs> or they just visit the Inner Harbor. That's it. Right, that's right. It. Facts. So it made sense to me because it just it just felt right. Hmm. So <clears throat> we talked about intent with the project numbers wise, and that's not really the goal here. Uh, what is the goal with the project? I think it's, it's a prerequisite, man. Yeah. I think. You know, he, he, he and I talked about this before the album came out, um, just kind of like congratulating each other on putting together what, what we believe is a very, very fine project. And I just told him, man, you know, not to sound cliche, but this is the beginning. I feel like this is like this could be like a Freddie Gibbs Mad Lib type of project, you know. Um, it's an EP, so it's a really, really good warm up to what we can really, really pull out of our ass. So um, I'm looking forward to like a full length LP in the future. Uh, and hopefully when when traveling starts, starts back up, putting together a live show somehow, either, you know, whether it's with a live band or so the whole purpose of this, this EP was to get everybody ready. Um, I love the fact that most people call an EP about 35 minutes, but it's not even 20 minutes. It's just, it's like 17 minutes. And it just leaves you with enough to say, damn, like, I, 
like where where's the rest of it or maybe maybe i want more or there's some people who who've even come to me and said that's the perfect amount of time for this type of project that that will prepare me for whatever you guys have coming up next so like i said earlier it's a prerequisite for what we got coming up next it's a yeah. shot across the bow yeah speaking of shots I'm standing. Still, still got a little bit in here, man. Shit. No, I gotta no, go no, back no, to my, my spot up. now. Join y'all. No, you gotta pull up. Come on, man. <laughs> no, you gotta you gotta pull up. You know what? I, I was talking the other day about how like early COVID is an era now. Yeah. Like, you yeah. say early COVID, people know what that means, and that's, that's what's wild. Yeah, uh, Tiger when King I, and um, yeah, Tiger King and not going to work and no haircuts. Right. That's, that is what early COVID is to me. And and this motherfucker like tagging me in like drink posts, like challenges. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, we're doing yes. a drink. I'm like, it's so early in the day. There's no clocks it's in early COVID. No, it's early right. for you. Right, right. It was, it was, yeah, early well, COVID. And it was a wild time. Well, you're right. tagged. There you go. Tag. You're ready. <laughs> Push-ups. Why are we doing all those push-ups in early COVID? That was crazy. Because it felt like jail. Uh, <laughs> That's true. I was doing like just walking around the yard in a circle. <laughs> yeah, yo, that's the ill part about right now because 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 early COVID was end of winter, beginning of spring. So the mm-hmm. weather broke while we was locked in, right. and niggas didn't get a summer. And yeah. so That's right now, when this, when 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 first of all the murders are, I'm the numbers of oh, murders. You gotta chill out. Get warm. Out. Am I lying? I'm Paul. Am I lying? It's unfortunate. I'm not gonna say yes. Okay. Fun times in Baltimore. <laughs> I'm not even talking about Baltimore. You go down on that. Anyway, listen. Yeah. The. The area just you you can see it, man. I went to um I went record shopping now, fells uh at Soundgarden last week. And it looked regular out there. It looked it looked I mean besides besides the mess and everybody eating outside, it I mean it was a lot of people out. And from what I understand, this weekend was more of the same because especially today, because the weather. You know what I mean? Had been it's had a couple nice of out. questionable days, and now yeah. and it's like eighty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John's yeah. got a tank top on. It's wild. Yeah, he got he got low pants on. He got hot pants on. <laughs> <laughs> See, look, you I'm don't know him like that. Don't blow my man. <laughs> no, no, no. Once you come on here, I yeah. know you like that. The gloves off. So, my my. It, it it could just be me. It could just be where I'm at in my life when I when I listened to the project. Granted, it was brief because I didn't have any time. But the sound it sounds like a grown ass E major. It up. sounds like grown. It's it's a it's a different sound, my nigga. This is why I asked where yeah, were you? I think as far as like what I'm doing as far as rapping, I think. I think my my I think my cadences are better than ever. I think no, you're, my, you're you're older. That's I think my rhyme schemes are better. Like I just I don't know. I I just posted this uh, or shared this video of Mostef speaking about just evolving as an MC, and I think that like we get short 
changed as older artists because we actually are better. Facts. But, yeah. but uh, the thing is, we don't know. We don't know older in hip hop. But we do now. I mean, God damn. Is there anybody yeah, rapping better man. than Black Thought right now? Is there anybody rapping better than Black Thought? Like, yes, from- Royce. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> Royce. Yeah. I'll say, I'll, I'll definitely yes, say also Royce. Old. But also old. Yes, also old. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you can debate that. But, but the fact is, I think some of the better, like lyrically, cadence wise, all that. Like, and I think I'm definitely, I've definitely stepped all that up. Also, to your point, getting more introspective. Like I'm talking in in the record, you hear me mention my family a little bit, like some some uh, you know kind of the anxieties and and like really looking at like how I feel about things more than I and I th- I mean his John's production brought that out for sure, but also just being older. I was gonna get that. So where because because you're new to me John where what what got you here was this this isn't you know what I'm saying have you been vibing off of e or, or um I, th- I mean yeah to a point we we vibe off of each other I think uh in this project I didn't want as a producer I didn't want to tell him yay or nay as far as what he's saying and, and, and the content. I wanted it to be strictly, you know, E major. I might've had like a couple of things in mind, like maybe, like for me, I grew up on uh, the feel of Bernard Purdy, uh, that layback feel. Mm-hmm. Um, if you listen back to some of the native tongues, a lot of the native tongues uh emceeing is on top of the beat facts and that's that's how e rhymes but for me like i i always like to hear something a little bit more relaxed and that was really the only thing that he and i had to discuss um you know and we kind of met in the middle there where he was satisfied with it being just slightly behind and i was okay Okay. with it being just slightly on top okay so that it satisfied both of us so I felt um, like I was in the pocket on that one. I know which one you're talking about. I was yeah. like, I'm in the pocket. What are you doing? Why are you? He's like, What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Was it move? Uh, yes, it was, yeah. and, and it was because that def- that song "Move to the" is definitely like a like an homage to Q-Tip in particular. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, you can hear that. Yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm like going for it, right? And and so John definitely felt like it needed that kind of like off kilterness. And so he like just slightly adjusted my vote. And I was like, fuck happened here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jones, nigga, you don't know shit. Relax. I got this. But you know what? Watch yeah, out. Exactly. Watch he out. was. He was. Watch out. The, re- the reason I did that was because I was at initially I was selfishly thinking, like, because when I first heard the rhyme, the first thing I thought of was like, this motherfucker sound like Q tip. And when I heard that, I'm like, this could be a Q-Tip J Dilla collab. It's, it's lyrics to go though. Is it? But to me, it was. Is it was, not, uh, motherfucker? <laughs> but to me, it was breathe and stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or vibrant thing. Yeah. Because of the stop. Because when I made that, I made that beat in 2013. Oh wow! And I made that beat after I had heard um, uh, 
it was a it was a Dilla remix. I can't remember which one it was. It was like a Michelle and Degicello remix um, that I revisited. And so when he when he gave me his lyrics, the first thing I thought of was this could be like a vibrant thing, breathing stop type of single. Like I was like, this could be the single of, of the mm. EP. So I'm like, wow, this sounds really on top of the beat. I don't know if it's a if it's a digital thing or if he meant to do that. So I just slid it back like a couple of baby hairs. And then it was like somebody had like just adjusted the thermostat. He got and the father count comes running down and says, like, who just who adjusted the thermostat? Like that's how that's exactly how he came at me. He was like, yo, did you move? Did you just move my? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, man, because I kind of heard. He was like, yeah, but I was kind of feeling it like this. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let me see. What about if I do it? And we both we both came to an agreement. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so um, as far as you know, like, answer your question, me, it was it was mostly just letting letting E be himself and E letting me be myself, and just letting the project become what it is. No. You know what I mean? no. That song too, I feel like I went back. I went. I wasn't the grown e too much on that one. Oh yeah, you were. You were. You were doing your '90s reminiscent, <laughs> reminiscent days for sure. Yeah, less yeah. facial hair, a lot more chew sticky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna goofy, go white boy with a koofy weird. Very weird. <laughs> some some uh, some, some Toronto uh, uh, video video girls video girls from Toronto. That's amazing. Um. So before we wrap this portion of it up, um, let let folks know where they can grab the project. Um, do you want them to stream it? Do you want them to come by direct? How do you want them to get fun times in Baltimore? Whoa. Uh, yeah, I mean, stream it everywhere you can stream it. Like, right. like John said, I mean, I, I, I he, he, he's, you know, coming from where he's coming from with it. I'm also coming from like, I don't, I'm, I'm not like obsessed with the money on it. I just want people to hear it. I think it's fucking great. And so please stream it and share it and like get your, uh, everybody's cousin got a po- podcast. That's what I figured, right? Yeah. That's why I'm on here. Cause somebody's cousin had a podcast. So <laughs> yeah, your cousin. Uh, oh, okay. uh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, tell your cousin. <laughs> I was quick. Yeah. So, so yeah, get them to hit us up. We want to spread the word. We want to talk about it. We want people to hear it, man. So, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, wherever you're at, check it out. I listened on Tidal. You're the only one. Music. (laughs) You and Jay Z listening to (laughs) Tidal. Nobody else has that shit. Y'all don't get enough rap radar. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> that being said, the other thing that we have to talk about this week shots, you'll need a shot after this. Oh, um, it is what it is, man. Um, we lost an MC this week, uh, a couple times. Prince Philip, yeah. Um, who, don't you dare, who, don't sorry. you dare, don't you dare, don't you dare, white man. There's a lot of really weird memes about this, about the Prince Philip DMX connection. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, we lost uh, Earl DMX Simmons. Uh, I believe, was it Friday? It was confirmed Friday. Um, 
And I mean, we we talked about it last week on the pod. We had just gotten the news that he had had some sort of complications and that he had lost or had minimal brain function and was in grave condition and he did not make it. Uh rest in peace, Earl DMX Simmons. Um it's funny, we talked about backpacking, backpack EMCs and backpack hip hop. Um, and one of the phrases that Backpack niggas such as myself often use is real hip hop, right? And DMX was the personification to me of real hip hop. He wasn't the same all the time. Um, the nigga was always ready to spit at, a, at the drop of a dime. Um, he was a ball full of emotion and giving, and he didn't have a voice. Before a nigga like him wouldn't have a voice before hip hop, and hip hop provided that voice, and he took full advantage of that voice being provided to him throughout his whole career. So rest in peace, DMX. First, do niggas remember when they first heard DMX? I do, for sure. Uh, I was actually out here. I lived out here for like one year, like ninety seven, ninety eight. And I DMX that was yeah yeah during that year I got a clue tape a clue CD and it was uh it was it was weird like it was called uh DMX versus Cameron but it was just basically yeah so hold on hold on that isn't that isn't a clue but you're talking about DMX versus cannabis no I don't I'm pretty sure it was cam or maybe it was a different thing yeah maybe you're right maybe you're right. It's my favorite mixtape, but ass. Anyway, I probably I think maybe at the same time I got this Cameron CD, so that maybe that's why I'm getting it confused. Down in, in Venice Beach at the time, it was always guys selling CDs, bootleg CDs. So I got my hands on these, and and I remember just being like, "What the fuck?" Because the energy, the voice, yeah. uh, the I want like I don't. The thing about him was nobody was putting their heart into it like that you know like it it was just so raw like who he was the what he was going through and all that stuff like i, I don't think anybody at that time was doing that um no. shout out uh you, you guys know danger right uh dj danger miles you know uh he came on the black wrestling podcast no he didn't. he's talking about um nah he's talking about uh uh uh, uh downtown tony brown Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh shit. Shout out to Tony Brown. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah. Don't you dare use his regular name. <laughs> regular name. He was a we, we don't he know. Rap, he raps, he DJ, he used to rap he DJs. Anyhow, I always want to shout him out because he put this really uh interesting post up, which was this was hip hop at the time, and it was like all the shiny suit era shit. And then he said, Now look at the last image, and this was DMX, same hmm. year. Black and white photos, dogs barking, you know, yeah. the no shirt with the um with the you know the jumper on or whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it was you're like, yo, he he was just so raw, like and uh yeah, um Jay-Z used to say like every every so often someone DMXs the game, it shit gets real glossy, and then someone just comes in with something yeah. raw to like kind of it's like a reset button. And that's what he did, man. He reset it back to some raw shit. So I mean, I never really was one for the Swiss Beach beats, but I mean, what DMX was doing on them, 
was effective. Well, that's Dame Grease. Yeah, that Dame Grease stuff was it was it was a it was a balance, but it, it was that early, early X and Dame Grease stuff was crazy. E is this mm. the, the the mixtape? Could be. I you know what? It was so bootleg, it might have just been like a silver CD for five dollars. Yeah, from somebody. I don't know where you got that shit from. <laughs> Microsoft, Microsoft uh paint. <laughs> how the fuck did you do how did they do that yo i remember hearing dmx i think it was mike geronimo oh yes i think it was on a, um like the last the, cut it was on vendetta yep i think that's where i where i heard him and um i recall i was in the group with cuz and a couple other people shout out to um roy rocker rest in peace um and we got a lot of the promo shit for uh get at me dog. Mm. Um just just seeing them in the black and white holding the dogs. Right. And I'm like, yo, who the fuck is this guy in the trash man suit mm-hmm. holding <laughs> the dogs? And it was in black and white. And I'm like, I'm never listening to that shit. <laughs> I'm never listening to that. And I think it was a clue when Get At Me Dog came on, but it had the locks on it. Mm. So the 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 thing that made me listen was the locks. Mm. But yeah, you have this guy who, who, who's barking. Mm. Like, oh, the fuck is wrong with him? Right. And then two weeks later, you hear Get At Me Dog featuring Sheik Luch, and it's just Sheik Luch on the, on the hook. And you're like, yo, he is going berserk on this shit. Mm. But it, it it was never it was never like for me it was never like let me let me listen to that and then after that you 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 um you see the I think it was was it Rough Riders Anthem came out right after that mm-hmm. it's like you can't deny it it stopped what, what was the track up, what was the track on a Jay Z album where they sampled um, the Shaft theme song. Wasn't he on there? Dog, that yes. No, hold yeah. on, hold on. Reservoir Dogs? He wasn't. Yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't he on that with like in Mike Drummond? That was the locks. Was that was, that the, was locks? the locks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. He didn't he have a song with Jay like early on. That was oh, that murder was, gram. Yeah, was when they did the murder gram joint, but they had remember they were doing they were gonna do uh uh what was it murder incorporated him ja J Ja oh, and X. And every time they put a joint together, uh, I think Murder Graham was the record. Um, it worked. Well, it, was, it was like it, it, it was like passion. You you, mm. you could hear it. Like you could you could feel like this motherfucker. He meant what he was saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and you like I can't listen to a DMX album because I'm tired. I'm tired after I listen. <laughs> I'm sweating. You know what I mean? I lost two pounds. It's, it's 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 too much for the modern man to listen to. <laughs> the modern man. <laughs> it means old. It means old current man. Forty hours a week, nigga. That's all, that's all you're getting from me. Yo, X had easily the best one year run in hip hop, right? Um, the two albums, two, two. Two, yeah. two number one albums in a year, which is insane. And the mixtape run before that, he was killing every feature he was on. Um. You ain't get John. You ain't get John. Yeah. So, yo, so um, I uh, 
you have to excuse my Wi-Fi. The kids are on their tablets, so they're oh they're shit. All right, no one um, I actually do not you. remember the first time I heard X, but uh, I want to say um, I I remember I remember that I saw him on Rap City, and he was doing a guest spot um, in the basement, um, and he was he was different than a lot of other rappers that were that had that aggressive that aggressive tone. Um, the only other rapper that I could compare him to was Busta Rhymes. But hmm. Busta Rhymes was a lot was a lot more happy-go-lucky. And DMX was just like, he came out the gate wanting to fight. Like he was looking for a fight. Um, and I, was, I wasn't a huge fan of Swiss Beats, but I had a lot of respect for him. And so I was trying to get on the Rough Riders boat, just trying to see where it was going to go. Um, but I was one of those, you know, I, I was, I was raised a jazz lover. So I used to be one of those guys that was like, oh, this rap music. They don't know, they, they, they don't know what the hell they're doing. Like I had a lot of respect for Primo and Pete Rock, but, um, you know, I was all into, into more things that had a lot more musicality in it. I loved hip hop, but Swizz just wasn't one of my favorites, but I wanted to catch on to see why he was such a big deal. Um, and then a friend of mine told me that he actually got to be in the studio with Swizz and he heard a joint. Um, I think it was the first single off the second album uh, before it even came out. And he said, Swizz played me this joint that DMX is about to come out with and it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, and that's when I just started to have a little bit more of an understanding for him and realizing that hip hop is so big, we got to make room for people to be different or for people to do whatever they want to do so that they're not just copying other MCs. And so X was one of those guys that was just a cut above the rest. Plus there's that video of X doing that festival in Australia. I don't know a whole lot of rappers that can do what X did at that festival ever maybe jay-z maybe nah. but i mean x had them on their feet like wilding out the entire set and that's what right. really it looked like braveheart and william wallace Yo, John, yeah john yeah, sure. just said said dmx rap like niggas held his check and shit <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Hey. yeah no that's that's the perfect description <laughs> Like the lights about to yeah. cut out. Yeah. You're gonna die today. But it was really the antithesis of like all the shiny suit shit. Like Thanks. you know, it was like, oh, I got this, I got that. And he was like, I don't got that. I'm fucking struggling, you know. Yeah. I don't have any of it. I remember uh an interview where Irv Gotti goes and talks about going to find DMX. And where he had to go in Yonkers to find this nigga, he was like, "You were you imagine the worst hood you could ever imagine going into, and then piss Green on mouth. that picture, piss on that picture, and rip the doors <laughs> off." And that's what that's where DMX lived at. You know what I'm saying? And that was one of the more gritty descriptions of anything I've ever heard. And I'm like, man, this thing, this is insane. Um, but I 
it's it's one of them things where you you can't come from privilege and be that. Like yeah. his existence from go was struggle. Yeah. And I think that's what it was meant to be. Unfortunately, that's those are the artists that really resonate with us and <laughs> we never help we never really help them get out of it. I don't mean I don't know how as a fan you help someone get out of that kind of shit anyway, but um uh, yeah, like a lot of artists that resonate with us have are fucked up. And because, you know, they're feeling an extreme version of what we're all going through. And they're able to express that in a really uh, kind of clear way. And we're like, yeah, that's what I'm going through. But we don't realize to the extent that they're going yeah. through it. Yeah. And then like, we're, and then, you know, five years after their hit single hit, we're not thinking about them, but they're still going through that shit. Yeah. And, you know, motherfucker pops up on drink champs and like everyone's like oh great story bro you know but yeah. no one's like hey can i help out like yeah. what's going on man so it's it's ill you bring up drink champs right mm. um taking the shot why not um <laughs> oh, shit jesus but look we um john gonna throw up <laughs> <laughs> It's a running, running again, Mark. He from Maryland is fine. No, you got you gotta go get it. You gotta go get it, John. This man's wilding. He's a drink bully. You are oh, was, yeah, total bully. and then he was gone. It was magic. <laughs> no, we should have snapped our fingers. It was the first time X was on Drink Champs, right? Drink. I think he did three, I think he did drink champs. Three times. I, I I think he did it twice. The the first time it, it wasn't really him. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> he real. He real. <laughs> That's how you drink. Um, right. but the first time that he did drink champs, it was I didn't like how X looked then, right? No, was I was seeing him in the state he was then. Uh, which, from what I understand, is he was kicking at the time. He was trying to get right then, and he was without. And he just he didn't look right to niggas. He, it, it had been a while since people had seen him. And he was kind of erratic. And I mean, X is already kind of, you know, he erratic and, and kind of jumpy. But he just didn't look good, yo. And I, I did it, that episode of Drink Champs. Never sat with me because I was like, man, Nori, that's supposed to be your man's. Uh, you, him, and Cannabis did that 40 minute freestyle on the radio. You know what I mean? This is a nigga you came in with, and it felt ex like they were exploiting the nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of course. And fast forward. We're bringing him on here for the show. Right. Correct. Because we never know what we're going to get with X. And that that's a fact. Now, he did an episode during the quarantine, which was like a Zoom version. Mm -hmm. Um, which most people didn't check for, and then he was just on there recently. Yeah, now, right. this is after the verses, him and Snoop Dogg, and niggas, for, the consensus was, man, X looked good on the verses. Yeah. He's like, you know what I mean? He got round in the face, got a little gut. He looked like what a 50-year-old rapper should look like. Right. You know what I mean? He and there after the show, they playing Michael Jackson joints, he dancing with a plate in his hand, and he looked like my uncles at 50 at the cookout. 
That's how they looked. You know what I'm saying? That is how black men that I know at 50 look like. So people were like, oh, man, X must be getting himself together. And all the way up until that point, everything felt good. We see him uh, posting pictures with uh, or videos with, with Benny from Griselda. Just different folks hearing uh, and, and talking about this album that he's, he's coming up with. And then we get the news last week. So I guess the question is, was his now is is the first of all is the official word that it was the drugs that contributed to the heart attack, which eventually took him away from it. Is that official, first of all? And if it is, him seeming balanced, is that because he was back doing what he's known to be doing his the majority of his career? Well, I I wouldn't want to speculate on a lot of that. But I will say, in my experience, unfortunately, uh, I know a lot of people that have gone, we are no longer with us from that, from that affliction. Um, And it's really weird. Every single time people go, I just saw him. He looked great. I was just with him. Yeah. He looked great. They all like right before it's always seems like there's a bounce back. Now, I, like, yeah. again, I'm not going to speculate why. Yeah. I, I I don't want to pretend to be some kind of expert in the game, but it's it. That's what that's what I always hear. Oh, they look so good. I don't understand how this happened. And yeah. maybe it's just us as friends and family that it's like an excuse for us to say like oh, I didn't see it, and so to take that off of ourselves to say like it's not my fault when I saw him look good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I do know this. I know a lot. I've known a lot of people who have addictions, a lot of different substances and things. And it's like, it's a fucking, it's a sickness. And we got to look out for them and we got to reach out. It to is. Them. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Agreed. For sure. Yeah. Um, we, 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 we uh, kind of forgo for, for, for went, is it? Is it for went? For, we foregoed. Gone. For we we foregone. We, 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 we the past is Yeah, we foregoed it, right? We foregoed. <laughs> On this podcast, we foregoed it. Yeah, we foregoed. Hey, you uh, know what? That's that's racist. Ah! <laughs> I'll give that one to you. I'll give it to that's, you. That's quality. That's quality. You can have it. Um, Me and Earl, on the first time I was on this podcast, I, I think told we established you. everyone is racist. <laughs> That's a fact. That is a fact. And that's our starting point. That's our starting point. Yeah, that, that is our that is our level of expectation. You that don't know what said, I'm talking about. No. No. Oh what? That was on New Year's. You were on the way to a show. Yeah, no, I absolutely remember that. Um that's right. That's right. Wow. You have a good memory. Um, yeah. sometimes. Mm. That being said, uh we didn't really get into our regular uh, segments, um, and we, we didn't do a shooting of five. But what I will ask is just one joint uh, from everybody. Like, what's your favorite DMX record? That's tough. Mm. Well, I mean, like like I was saying, I, I, I was in it. I was in during those first two albums and stuff, but I, I wasn't like the hugest fan so i can't i don't want to front like you know but 
you know, when uh, I don't fucking know the names of the songs, shut them down, open up, shout when that comes on, it's Rough Riders fucking Anthem, problem. Rough Riders, it's fucking right. problem. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, same. I, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, a DMX fan per se, I, I did listen to some joints, but I do recall Flesh of My Flesh being like the realest joint that he that he had because I remember in an interview he talked about the the album cover was it, it was like a it was like a, a realization of where he's coming from and so when you look at that album cover you know that what he's about to say on that album is is literally what his life has been like um and it's just very synonymous so that's the that's the album that I can remember, um, at least some of the joints that I listened to being on. So um, I would go with that. Cut. Yo, uh, I must say, um, slipping, slipping. I think that he he said some of the realest shit on, um, and it's 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 eerie to listen to now. It's more it's more weird to watch the video uh but slipping and it, it, it that's that's always been my shit y'all because it, just the emotion that that he has when he's 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 delivering the shit that he's saying is just it's a whole nother it's a whole nother thing but slipping is my shit i'm gonna go uh niggas just started something because i love right, that count that don't count. Um, I mean, it's it's, it's on his it's, it's on his album. You know what I mean? If, when I to get to that song, you gotta you gotta you gotta go to his album. Um, oh, surgery with the chainsaw, like with it was the chainsaw. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the chainsaw, nigga. It's a whole lot of uh, it's a, it's a whole lot of good. There a whole lot. Of, look, 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 nigga, coming episode, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> We ain't acknowledging it. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um. Oh man, the stuff with Belly. Uh, stuff off soundtracks. The, yeah. His features. Get yo. There's so many X records. Um. And I, I'm I'm sure next week we'll we'll get into more of a uh a full like DMX celebration. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know, uh, before they leave. Yeah, I, I do want to say this as a as an artist. I think. It is um, underappreciated to have the whole package, right? Like, we want to pretend like it. We want to pretend like your Wi Fi is still. Oh, you're in the Matrix. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. That is like. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. He's stuck in the matrix. Yes, 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 he, he is. That's all the Moscow moves. The who? <laughs> the Moscow moves. Oh, moves. <laughs> amuse, shorty, amuse. <laughs> Moscow moves. I, I, I think that being said, it's going to do it uh, for us this week. Power went. Ah, really? His power yeah, went out? <laughs> That's the West Coast he shit. Move back home. Exactly. Wow. Earthquake. (laughs) As per usual, only earthquakes we know is when the pack touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Outstanding. Um, that being the said, big man, Johnson he got the, the one shot Johnson. That's how big it was. <laughs> the, the one it that, was this you know. big. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Oh man, shout out to shout out to E Major. Get one shot vaxxed. Um, that being said, brother John, where can the folks get at you on social media and also pause plug your project as well? Yeah, uh, it's real simple. It's my name, J-O-N-L-A-I-N-E. That's Twitter, that's Instagram, that's Facebook. I'm I'm rarely on Facebook these days, but uh Instagram, I'm on there a lot. Uh Twitter, I'm on there quite frequently talking about sports. But um, and uh, yeah, I got a uh, two projects out, of course, Fun Times in Baltimore. And I did a joint with a, a DC legend by the name of Priest the Nomad. Um, he just released a single called Confused. So that's out. Uh, and I got two big projects that are coming out later this year. So just follow me to get all the updates. That's what's up. I am LFAM790, your social media choice, a.k.a. the R. Addison Podcast, the a.k.a. Captain Bro Albano, Brew Diamond Phillips, Sticky the Dragon, Steamboat, Pod Champion, God's favorite podcast, the Potty Potty Piper. I'm here to podcast Chew Bubble Gum, and I'm all out of Dentine Nice and my tag team partner. Before I get it myself, hold on. Oh, shit, he's back. Hey. matter. <laughs> Before I get into myself, and I love getting to myself. Where's Buffy.com on everything? Where's Buffy.com? Where's Buffy.com? Where's Buffy.com? I am at Math Damon. Math Damon 1854. Shout out to the Warriors. Hat size equator. It's a it's a scully bitch. And let's let's see what my my um impromptu tag team partner has to say. You motherfucker. Is that me? You Oh, is he frozen again? Yes. God damn. Oh. Each other on all social media, each of the major. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? And um, he's in the matrix. Here I go again. Um, I go again. <laughs> there we go. All right, plug Man. it. The show's over. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Each of the major everywhere. You did it for me. Thank you. Appreciate it. Is that it? Oh, he's stuck again. What happened? What you got, dial up? It's that LA Wi-Fi, man. I thought it was me. No, no, no. It's still LA Wi-Fi. Said the pair, said the pair of folks that came to work on his uh, his Wi-Fi this week. One was a crip, one was a blood, and they started beating. Hey man, thanks for everybody for tuning in. And um, I ain't really got nothing else, man. Rest in peace, DMX. A.B. Take the gang, man. gang, if I don't fuck with you, they don't fuck with you. Well, I think it's their choice, isn't it? Man, gang, gang. You, you know what that means? <laughs> gang, gang. Take the air out of lover. It's over, brother.